Hello? I'm here. All right. So I'm going to another reception file. Go ahead. Okay. I, I, it just cut off like suddenly like that. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Juan Hughes. Now, the topic this week is we had a controversial decision. Claudia Adelia beat Angela Hill by split decision. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I wanted to set it up, first of all, in context. I saw the scorecards. And so the judges for the first two rounds the same. Uh, round one was 10-9 um, um, for Claudia. Round two was 10-9 for Angela. Round three, uh, two of the judges scored a 10-9 for Claudia, and the third judge scored it 10-9 for Angela. And the way I scored it was a little bit different. The first two rounds I did it the same. But in round three, I scored the round 9-9, okay? And I know judges are not supposed to score tie rounds. They don't do it, so I guess they're not supposed to do it. So, but I, there are times when that's what it is. And I didn't think either fighter did enough during round three to win that fight, okay? So for me, the fight is a draw, okay? So let's get your score. Uh, I, I came to a similar conclusion as yourself. As much as people like to, MMA fans overreact. They think everything's a robbery. They think the fix mm -hmm. is in. And the worst part is the MMA fighter, the MMA fighters encourage this by not paying attention to the actual rules of the fight and, and dictating what actually happened in the fight. The, the first round was clearly Claudia. She got the takedown. She had Hill up against the fence, and she was ground and pound there. I, I, not, I not really effective. Could I, could I just throw one thing in there? I thought yeah. she took way too long to get that takedown. And uh, she probably should have bailed on it. Uh, the problem was we saw the same problems with her that we've seen in the past as far as endurance is concerned. She had nothing really after round one. You know? Okay. Continue. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and, and, and uh, I'll get to that in just a minute. The second round was clearly Hill. She was out working her. Gadelia was tired. She dropped her. But to be honest, as tired as Gadelia was in the second round and going into the third, you would have thought that if Hill was really in control, she would have taken over the fight and it would have become a one-sided one beating. The second round was pretty competitive until the knockdown. And why the third didn't she round, go for the finish? Yeah, that, that's another thing. In the third round, she had her, she had her tired, dead tired, and she landed a lot. But the fact of the matter is – um, Gadelia started countering and she was landing the cleaner, harder shots. Yeah. And, and Hill, Hill couldn't find the combinations to finish. Hill historically had a problem with her accuracy. We've talked about this before. She throws a lot, but much like her, her teammate, Dom, Dominic Cruz, she, she's not very efficient. If she lands 40 shots, she's missed 120. She's just not a very accurate striker and she doesn't do hit you, very hard. Do, the thing is, do you she, think this is, she, do you think this is a, do you think this is a coaching problem out in at Alliance in San Diego with Eric Del Fiero? I think, I don't know if it's necessarily a coaching problem. I think it's a stylistic choice. I think Hill has chosen to take certain aspects of Dominic Cruz's style upon herself. Cause you know, he doesn't get touched. He lands these counters, but Dominic Cruz's style isn't so much a striking style as it sets up the, the wrestling and the threat of the wrestling. Right. That's what but allows him to get off. Because guys are afraid that if yeah, she doesn't have it. So basically, she doesn't she's have that. She's in a, a position. Yeah, she uses a style that puts her in bad position to land counters, in bad position to she can either defend or she can attack. And even when she's attacking, much like Dominic Cruz, she's not very efficient, but she can't get the takedown. 
So essentially, she misses a lot of strikes, and that's why she loses. She throws a lot, but she misses a lot, and in throwing a lot, she opens herself up to counters and leads from her opponents. Um, that's my biggest problem with Claudia. That's what Claudia. That's what caused Claudia this this fight because Claudia needed a dominant performance, but she fought very stupid. She's a veteran. She's been in the top of the division for what three, five years now. And she fights very dumb. And I can say this, speaking to somebody who's worked with her in one of her previous camps, what she should have done is not chase takedowns, use the jab, use feints, attack the body, and look to counter. Make Hill do all the work coming to you. And then if you can't get her in an extended exchange, then you go for the takedown. She was chasing takedowns. And then she got it. And she was so tired. She did, instead of, a, she was throwing punches, but she wasn't really landing that, that, that hard on, on Hill. She should have been attacking the body instead of chasing the head. So she exhausted herself and basically went the rest of the fight on two rounds on fumes and Hill let her off the hook by not being accurate enough and not being willing to commit to just overwhelming her. So how did you score round three? Round three, um, if I'm being honest, I thought round three was a, was a draw. The con- it was the volume and the power shots. She was clearly outworking Claudia, but she wasn't landing as well. I, Claudia wasn't throwing as much, but she was landing much harder. So yeah. fairly, I saw it as a draw. When people told me when they said Claudia won, I had explanations. She's landing the cleaner shots. And as tired as she is, Hill can't seem to put her back on her, knock her off her feet again, and Hill can't overwhelm her. If she'd have knocked her down once, thinking, and okay, this girl. If she'd have been able to knock her down again, she, she would have won that fight. If she knocked her down, if she would have forced Claudia to just cover up, even if Claudia would have swung back seconds later, and she could have had her in a defensive position, but every time she might have been throwing four or five shots, but she was right in the line of fire for Claudia's counters. And when Claudia hit her, you know, even when Claudia hit her with that elbow, Hill took a step back to check her teeth. Like you're showing the judges, like, oh, that really rattled me. And every time Claudia hit her, she was taking a half step back. It's so, it just the judges. It a fight tells a story, and the story seemed like he'll, he'll have more energy, but Claudia was doing the most damage. Yeah. So let me let's talk a second about this whole tie rounds thing. Okay. Do you think judges should be allowed to score tie rounds? I think they should be. I think if you get much, you get. I mean, MMA fans are going to complain about whatever. Then the fighters would be complaining. I'd rather lose than get a draw. Then they lose. I'd rather get a draw than lose. They don't know what they want. I and, think you should be able to give round because some rounds some rounds can't be separated. It's just nobody's claimed the round. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I thought happened there. And and the other thing about it, see, I honestly, it doesn't matter in Claudia's case. She needed to win big, and she just didn't do it. And I would have preferred that she lost. And I'll tell you why. Because if she loses, what happened the last time that she lost? She lost to Nina Ansaroff. And what did she do? She took a hike from New Mexico and went to go train at Mark Henry, right? Which is near where she lives. She lives in Philadelphia. And um, um, so if she loses, then maybe she gets off her ass and makes changes again. She realizes there's something wrong, Okay. Because she won, she's not going to make any changes. It means that he can't seem to get her over the hump. Okay, when she well, the, fu- the main thing with the go ahead, go ahead. sorry, I, I said the main one of the main changes. I know we're talking about changes she makes, but a lot of the changes is is a lot of it is is her her mentality. She That's fights the a other very thing. dumb fight. Yeah. She, 
That's the other thing. The pace she can't make. I have a rule for fighters. I have a rule for every fighter I've worked with. Do not set a pace that you can't at best improve upon, or at the very worst, you have to be able to maintain the pace. She can't maintain it, and she can't improve upon it. Well, I think first of all, she has a low fight IQ. She's always had that. Okay. Remember when she was yeah. uh, younger, she was the little princess down there at Nova Unia. All right. She didn't have to do anything. Okay. You know, Dudu did everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? He made sure that she was up on a pedestal. All right. And so she brings that with her because she's arrogant. All right. There's well, a difference you know, between. All the she's been to, she's been like, the only women there. So she gets that well, treatment. Well, there's others she there. There's other women there. When she first started, she was the only woman there. Woman there. But they have others there now. Okay. Like, um, yeah. Who's the bantamweight? I've forgotten her name. Uh, but anyway. Chukagan? Huh? Sorry? Chukagan? No. You talk, I'm not talking Chukagan? about Mark Henry. I'm talking about um, Nova Unia. Well, no. I, I just mean, historically, when she was first in Nova Unia, she was the first girl, so she got put in the pedestal. And most camps she's been at, she's been one of two women in the camp. That's so true. So she's always had a, That's true. Had a certain, certain reverence towards her. And, and actually, I think at, at Mark Henry's, I think there's three now. Because uh, Sajara Eubanks t- trains there now. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, but is Sajara really? She's the best out of all three of those girls. Well, I don't think so. But, anyways, I don't think any of them are any good right now. So, the point is, if she loses, then she, you know, makes changes. By winning, she doesn't make any changes. She continues to, to tire out. She continues to be arrogant. And she's not going to be, she's not going to get a title shot at this stage. So who does she call out? She calls out Carla Esparza. <laughs> and <laughs> this made me laugh. Okay, so they have a long history, right? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Claudia beat her a couple of years ago by split decision. And then Carla came out with these idiotic allegations of greasing. And even before that, they were supposed to fight an Invicta. And uh, Claudia had to pull out at the last minute. She got sick. And then Invicta owner Shannon Knapp stupidly let Carla talk to the crowd. And she made a fool of herself. Okay. So that's the background on those two. And that brings me to the match for last week with Carla Esparza beating Michelle Watterson by split decision. Okay. And I didn't think that the fight with uh, Claudia versus um, Angela was all that bad, but the fight with Carla versus Michelle was awful. You know, we were talking a few weeks ago about the type of fight that turns people off of women's MMA. Well, that's what that was. You know, them two were dancing for three rounds, and Carla's not even good at that. Her her game is takedowns and grinding out a win. And that's what her trainer, Colin Oyama, tried to get her to do. And she wouldn't do it. So give me your thoughts on all that. Well, the biggest thing is, I think, I think um, Watterson's athleticism and quickness kind of scared her off a little bit. Um, Carla is a smart fighter. Generally, she's pretty smart. She's pretty tough. She's pretty adaptable. But she's not very quick. And I think... Watterson's movement and ability to defend her takedowns kind of made her 
hesitant to commit to things. She started fighting very one-dimensional. She's either trying to trying to pressure her when her footwork's not that great, neither is her striking, or she's just not setting up takedowns, getting up stuff. Watterson, I guess, assumed that was enough to win the fight. So then once Sparza started kind of throwing combinations, that was a Jackson Wink strategy, if I ever saw it. Well, a lot of a lot of what they do is if I can stop you from doing what you're going to do, it can, I can fool the judges. Holly Hone tried to do it with Cyborg in this case. Waterson tried to do it with um, with uh, Carla, but the difference is Waterson wasn't throwing enough. She wasn't throwing enough to yeah. make an impression. The impression seemed like she was on the defensive and and couldn't get any of her offense off. And so basically, Carla won that fight on just being dogged and, and, and walking forward because Watterson was just punching air. Yeah, it was a crappy fight. I mean, it was it, awful. It was both, both girls actually probably, I mean, it helps with Suarez because now she's on like with a three-fight winning streak, but it wasn't a very impressive win. It wasn't very exciting. And um, It doesn't make like me look forward Claudia. to Claudia versus Carla. Yeah, that that first fight wasn't great in the first place. But then Claudia, her fight was more exciting. But it showed it showed that we might have already seen the best of her because once again, it's the same issue. She's getting tired, and what's worse, she knows she has this flaw, and she keeps fighting in a manner that exposes it. It's like yeah. at this point, as a veteran, you should know better. Well, I thought, like I said, I thought she took way too long to go for that to to, to try to get that takedown, and it may have won her the round, but it it almost lost her the fight. You know. And so yeah, every time she tried for those takedowns, she should have been touching the body with punches. That's it. Get out. She pushes you off. You land your three punches. She pushes you off. You go for If you're going to chase the takedown, at least do some damage. But when you just chase the takedown, you don't get it. You're just burning your energy. You're not doing any damage. You're not really scoring any points. If, if she wouldn't have got the takedown, I, I could I could have given that round a draw, to be quite honest, yeah. because she wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you right there. I just thought it was. Neither of them did enough, you know. It's just very – it was – It was. you'd like to see a veteran. As you get further along, you'd like to see the veteran learn the tricks, how to pace themselves, how to control the pace, how to do little things that can offset an opponent. But then you have somebody like, like Claudia, and you're like, you were, anytime somebody forces a pace or comes right at you, you still panic and fight in a totally inefficient manner. You did to get an answer off. You chased takedowns. Great first round. Second round, had nothing. Hill, great first round. Second round, had nothing. You did, you did that again on Drage, forcing takedowns, got tired. Great first round. Second round, had nothing. Joanna, great first round, had nothing. It's it's like, what, at what point do you realize you need to, with a different focus, a different point of focus, so you can be efficient so that the third round, you have something less instead of just hanging on and hoping that the judges see it your way. That's why I was disappointed that they, they gave, the judges gave her the win, only because she won't change anything if you give her the win. If she loses, maybe she changes that. You know, but she hasn't changed it yet, so yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. But yeah, I just she's one of the biggest hitters, physically strong, but she plays against her tight. She just needs to slow the fight down, get a jab, let those girls come to her, get the reactive takedown, punish him on the counter, because when she, she's countering, she's great. But when she leaves, it's like she just doesn't have any sense of control. Like, let me just throw everything I have in the first round. You're not a knockout striker like that. Stop yeah. dumping it in the first round. Extend that energy so you have something left in that third round. It's really just – I'm shocked. I'm just shocked. So what's the – is the jury still out on her with Mark Henry, or can he kind of figure her out? 
I think he's done some. I think he's done some good for her when she fought Marcos. Usually, she engages in a very stupid fight. And Marcos, she was just she was doing. She made it, it boring. She was doing what she needs is a boring fight. She was doing her impersonation of Caitlyn Chigagian. You know that I think. I think the biggest thing you got to do with her is you have to make fights boring. If a fight's exciting, she's exposing herself. She's physically strong enough. And she's got decent enough skills where she should just make the fight boring. Okay, so I'm is that back, let you so counter. is that an ego thing with her? I think it is. I think yeah. I think she's a little bit out of touch. I think she's she's overconfident in her skills, and she's she's thinking she can do these things that she can't do. Like yeah. when I said she took Angela Hill down, instead of trying to hit her in the head, she should have been unloading to the body. At least you're going to waste energy. Make your opponent waste energy. But no, she's headhunting. She headhunting in the second round. That's how she got dropped. She's headhunting in the third round. It's why she was getting touched so much. Like she doesn't even have the good sense to go body head head body. It's just the most ridiculous ridiculous style. She she lacks awareness as a fighter. So what are they? And I, I don't know if the coaches so, are telling her. Or yeah. So let's go to Angela Hill. What are they going to do with her? Just keep her busy. She likes to fight, and she's she's got charisma. She's attractive, and she has an ex- she's fairly exciting. They're going to keep on fighting her. I just don't know how she ever gets past the elite she because can't. she can't put it all together. I think she personally, it's a you style. know what they, they were talking. Stylish, they, they were talking on the broadcast how she's not ranked. She had a th- she was on a three fight winning streak, and she's not ranked. And the reason for that is she hadn't beaten anybody who it was really either newcomers or just low level fighters. This is the problem with her wanting to fight so frequently and stepping in uh, on short notice. She's going to get easy. Who was that? Sorry? Who was that Hawaiian girl? Who was that Hawaiian girl who only had like one, one win in the UFC? Uh, she fought. She was, I think she was a flyweight. Maybe she was a straw. Kaylin Kerr. She fought Paige Manzan. She was like. Really, Kaylin Kerr. Yeah. To me, Hill is like. So yeah, to me, Hill is like a Kaylin Kerr. And she's got all this. Based on physical talent alone, she should be mopping the floor with these girls. But she's so flawed as a fighter, and she's so underdeveloped in certain spots that, that she can't take advantage of the physical gifts she has. And she ends up, I mean, she's got great cardio. She's physically strong. She's fast. She's explosive. Just those four things alone should have her crushing these girls. Yeah, but, she, but she can't ever seem to she's limited. put it all together well enough to she's also She's also slow. I I have then I have to put it back on the camera. I've seen girls with less physical tools do better work and more and be more consistent than her. Well, so I don't think either, she's going she's, anywhere. She's just not that good. I don't think she's going anywhere. Not, well, she thinks she she she's like Courtney Casey. She keeps thinking she gets robbed in all these fights. Oh, I'm getting robbed in these close fights. No, you're you're not landing efficiently. Even in the Gadelia fight, watch it again. Even the second round, which she won, she was getting hit yeah. harder than yeah. she landed four shots, but Gadella was cleaning her up on the counter. She couldn't get away from anything. If she didn't drop Gadella, that my, that round could have been listed a draw. The drop was the thing to determine the round. Otherwise, she's land, she's getting hit cleaner, hit harder, but she's landing three or four times a shot. Yeah. But they're not doing any damage. She's not very good. <laughs> it's like she's just not very aware. She's not very but, good. But, but she's got charisma. She's good looking. And she's got some athleticism, so she's going to constantly get opportunities. I mean, if she, she could put four fights together over good competition, she'd be a star because she has a lot of those qualities. But she can't ever put those no, fights together. She can't, she can't ever she's win. She's not them. an elite fighter, so no. You know, who's she going to beat? But she, but she, but she, has, she, has the, she has the other tools. She just can't put wins together, and that's the thing. Yeah. She should be a star, but she just can't put the wins together. Well, like I said, I, I don't know uh, what they're going to do with her. 
she seems to want to. F- I don't think she understands that she just needs to beat better opponents, and she should be fighting better opponents at this stage instead of worrying about you know fighting every month against somebody who isn't experienced enough, you know, and that sort of thing. And well, I mean, if you, if, if you think about it, it, that keeps you paid, that keeps you on the front line. I mean, Donald Cerrone's whole money-making career is based on the fact that he was always willing to fight. I know, but it's not going to get her. So maybe it's she's not going to get her. It's not going to get Angela uh, in the rankings. It just isn't. You know, it might not get in the rankings, but it's going to continue. Get, it's going to continue to get her paid. She'll lose a bunch, well, beat a bunch of no hopers, three or four fights. You have to wonder at what backing up money because she never. Well, I always said that her well, desire, really huge her, her, her willingness to fight at, at short notice will keep her employed. There's no question about that. But is that all you want? Yes. You know? That might be it. Yeah. I mean, she just want to make money and, be, and to, to build her brand because she, for a fighter who hasn't beat a name yet, she's, she's probably well known, more known than a lot of girls today because they've been exciting fights and losses to Gedalia and losses to... Uh, what was her name? Andrade. So she's got so sort of some kind of notoriety, and she's making good money because she's consistently fighting, and she's not really getting beat up in these fights. So she can she can bank a lot of money by just fighting, 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 fighting. All right. Well, anyway, let's uh, get on to what's coming up. There's no UFC show this week, okay? But there is a show next week. They've got uh, the go ahead to go to the Apex in Las Vegas. So there will be a UFC show next Saturday, not this Saturday. It's been postponed. And so in the future, there's probably going to be a couple of shows a week at the Apex. And there's some women's fights that have already been announced for that. I'm sure you know what they are. One uh, bit of news that I wanted to cover here is last week, uh, Guillermo Cruz of uh, MMA Fighting, I don't know if you saw this or not, he he reported that um, Jessica Andrade's camp uh, which is uh, called uh, PRVT, right, in Brazil. And they, apparently the entire camp is going to be moving to Las Vegas. Okay? And uh, that hmm. that uh, gym is run by a guy named uh, Gilliard Parana. Okay? And they have several fighters in the UFC, mostly women, actually. And what the happened is uh, a while back they met a guy, in, a Brazilian guy in Las Vegas, and um, they made a deal. He was, he's opening a new gym in Las Vegas, and they made a deal to um, move their entire camp up there. And the reason he's doing this is to make it easier to take fights, to have not, not have to worry about, you know, get their landed status and not have to worry about uh, getting temporary visas and that sort of thing. Okay? And uh, I'm, they have the manager down there, too. What's his name? Tiago. Tiago Okamura. So he's going to be involved in the move of that as well. So um, give me your thoughts on what on, on this. How do you feel about them moving like that? Well, I'd like it to be a change that they're doing because they're going to actually develop their fighters better. I mean, it's smart. You can, you can take fighter you can take fights on shorter notice. You can be closer to it. You don't have yeah. to worry about the passports. I'm still kind of concerned about the lack of skill development in their fighters. They might want to try and address that, and I'm hoping that's part of the issue. Because Andrade, for as many fights as he's won, she hasn't improved really all no, that much. She's pretty much the same if, fighter. If, she's you, been if you watch all their fighters, they all fight the same way. Okay? They yeah, all fight the all same. all of them don't have the physical tools to fight yeah. the same way. Just, you know, the fighting style out of that camp is go forward, 
go forward, go forward, go forward. And that's the way they fight. doesn't matter if they're getting their shit beat out of them. You know, that's what they do. That's what they do. Now, uh, well, I'm fine with that. You could do it in a much more intelligent manner. You, know. you could go forward and come up with a jab. You could go forward between head and body combinations. You could go forward yeah. and use feints to draw <laughs> counters and still go forward. They didn't do any of that yeah. stuff. Like when they had, you see the success they had on Andrade, and they brought in Cachuera, and they're like, "Well, she drinks with Andrade. She must be she's good. Not. She fights just like her, but she's not as strong, not as doesn't hit as hard." Like Cachuera is Andrade without those physical tools, yeah. which isn't very yeah. good. So I, I I like the move too because it, it gives it it opens more opportunities for uh, all their fighters, not just Jessica. Jessica doesn't really need that anymore. Okay, but. It'll, I'm assuming she might need the money because she said she was struggling years ago. She was like, I can't, can't get sponsors in Brazil. I need money. So maybe that's plays. Yeah, that could too. be, that could be, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, she, she's a good fighter. I like her, but you know, I think she may be on the way down now. Okay. So I don't know who she's facing this. They don't know uh, when Rose is going to return. And one fighter who's coming up, given how, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I said, given how thin the division is, I said, given how thin the division is, she, she, should, she should be good for at least another two or three years. So uh, uh, one fighter who's, coming, who's got a fight coming up who I'm very interested in is Julia Avila. Okay? And um, uh, she's, she's very good. I, I saw her in Invicta. She won her one fight so far in the UFC, and now she's fighting actually a fighter out of that camp, PRV, PV, PRVT, Carol Rosa. Okay, that's who she's fighting. And um, that's going to be in a couple of weeks. And uh, Julia, uh, I think she's had one loss. And you know what the loss was? She suffered a broken finger during a fight. And that's why she lost that fight. Hmm. So other than that, she's been really good. So I'm, that's the, the one fighter I'm looking She's a uh, strawweight, I think. So she's a fighter that I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, seeing and uh, well, she's got fights coming up. Uh, uh, oh, a bunch. Uh, they're starting to announce uh, more of the fights. So, anything you got you're looking forward to? Well, nothing stands out right now. To be to be quite honest, it's I'm I'm uh, I'm just interested to see how these next cards go and how many get canceled or how many people pull out. I, I'm I'm kind of interested in the business aspect of how they're trying to do this right now. I think they'll be okay. As I said, according to White, they're still doing the Fight Island concept. So that, that is still happening. Okay. Uh, don't know where it is, but there you have it. I mean, I don't have any comment on it other than that. We'll see if they actually that's, do it. That's just a reality show waiting Sorry? There's going to be a reality show waiting to happen. I said that's a reality show waiting well, to happen. Well, he also says they're going to do Ultimate Fighter again. I wouldn't do it. I do fight. I do the fight island and just tape everything from the from the beginning when they get there, lead up to the actual fight and sell it. Put it on TV. Are you telling me being on a secluded island with a bunch of the best fighters in the world won't have interesting comment content? Please, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, so there you have it. We uh, the answer to who won Claudia Gadelia versus Angela Hill is we both thought it was a draw. 
<laughs> well, what can I say? I mean, listen, it, the fight was so close that either we're both reasonable people. We're reasonable people, though. That's yeah, reason. I know. But I mean, the point is, the point is, uh, and by the way, the media mostly scored it for Angela. Okay, so this is the whole thing. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't listen. To yeah, neither do I. I'm just telling. Okay, so the point is, the point is, whenever I see one of these split decisions, they talk about it was a robbery and stuff like that. You know, it does happen occasionally, but most of the time, and in this particular case, it's true, the fight is just too close to call. And that's what I thought. So that's why I called it a draw. And would I like to see more draws? I'll tell you the other thing. I want to talk about this in relation to the Carla Esparza, uh, Michelle Waterson fight. There's two things about this fight. First of all, I would like to see the refs warn fighters for inactivity uh, more. They're supposed to do that, and a lot of them just don't do it. John McCarthy used to do that all the time. If he didn't like the way a fight was going as far as action, he'd tell the fighters, you know, you got to do more. Okay? So that's one thing. The other thing is I'm also an advocate of scoring a fight at no contest for lack of aggression and, and just dancing for three rounds. Okay? And I know they'll never do that. But that's what I thought about um, – um, Carla versus Michelle. I thought, one, why is it? Uh, uh, um, I think the ref was the bald guy, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, Mergliata, Dan Mergliata. Why isn't Dan Mergliata warning them? Okay, telling them, you know, give us more action. Why? Why are the? Why is it not being? You know, and, and I know they don't do this. Why isn't it a no contest for lack of action? So, give, give me your thoughts on that. I mean, the first part, the ref should warn. Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy on that just because if someone's not doing a certain amount of damage, then I I mean, if it's gonna if if it's both fighters not fighting, that's what it was, and you call a no contest. I feel I, I feel like I feel like that's just a Pandora's box you don't want to open. Whether it's right or wrong, I just feel like it's a Pandora's box that's not going to open because then you have fi- fighters already complain. The fighters already make the refs and the and the media job hell. What are they going to do? Even though they're not both not doing anything, and you call. I'm kind fight. of joking. Dude, it's going to be a, a huge. I'm, I'm kind of joking about that. But but I do I do wish there was something like the the the, the cards they had in Pride. I, I wasn't. I was kind of a fan of those because I, I don't oh, want to make oh, it anybody oh, fight outside their style. But if you're if they do, oh, yeah, if your style is literally to do nothing, wait, I can't wait, go with that. All the Japanese companies do that. Did you know that? Yeah. It, well, in that case, I'm a fan of that because. No, I did not. They all do it. Because I get a style where you sit back and you're like, well, I'm going to counter and look. But if you literally don't, if I can shut your style down by just not taking a step forward, then your style ain't that great. You have to have more diversity. And I feel you should be punished for not having that diversity. I understand the point that that guy won't come and get it. But at some point, somebody has to take the opportunity. And if you can't, Technically, because you haven't been developed enough, you need to pay yeah, a penalty. Ryzen is owned by the same people who own Pride, so they have the card system in Ryzen as well. Sometimes it doesn't help. Like uh, last year, there was a fight in Ryzen. It was uh, uh, Ayaka Hamazaki and Jinyu Fry. What an awful fight. Boy, was mm-hmm. that bad. That was awful, that fight. And there were no warnings or yellow cards or anything like that. But I've seen them give warnings before. It's not the they don't they give a they don't give out a yellow card immediately. What they do is they'll warn a fighter if there's not enough action, 
and uh, you know, I guess they give them a second warning. Maybe there's a, a yellow card or something like that. But they all the Japanese companies do that. It's not just Pride. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. Well, that, I, I would. I, you, oh, you weren't aware of that. No, sir. That's Sorry? it for me. No, I, I didn't know that. I said I didn't know that. I thought it was no, just no, a no, Pride no, thing. No, I, I thought the UFC could have used that for years. They all do it. That's right. a good idea. Well, I don't know if they'd ever adopt that here. But anyway, I kind of doubt it. But I'm kind of joking about the uh, no yeah. contest due to lack of action. But, <laughs> I mean, how else are you supposed to score it, right? Anyway, I think that's about yeah, it. Have you got anything else uh, you want to you touch on? No, sir. That's okay, so uh, that's it for... Uh, the big topic in women's MMA. I'm going to uh, have uh, another one of my own podcasts in a couple of days. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments for my blog or either of my podcasts, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to my podcasts, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you later.